What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 111 of Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal. This episode is brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Lucas Agan, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Smith. Ryan, you had a very fun week and weekend. How was it? It, it was great. We I, I had the pleasure, you know, uh, again, of going down uh, to the Level Up Expo and emceeing some panels down there. We talked with folks from Demon Slayer, Sailor Moon, My Hero Academia, um, which, which, by the way, upon my research of Demon Slayer, I can't stop watching that show now. I am completely addicted. It's so good. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun. It was good to actually like physically get out and and be there. I, I went into the convention a little bit, uh, but I didn't, you know, kind of like uh, you guys. I've been playing it very grounded and 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 staying home for the most part, uh, just with the little one and everything. Just want to mitigate any kind of risk uh to her but you know overall it was good i had a chance also to start uh forbidden west last night so gosh man that game is absolutely stunningly gorgeous it is so gorgeous uh but yeah so we started that. I didn't get any Sifu in. Clearly, earlier in the week, I took time off. We we played until my eyes almost fell out We uh, on that Destiny 2. I finished the Witch Queen, like, main campaign. But I'm really enjoying that, the changes. There's too many games out. There's, there's right now, like, I, I, I'm just, I'm, Sifu, I'm not even thinking about Sifu anymore. I thought about it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And I was just like, ah, we'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> Overall, it's good, though. How was your weekend? my friend <laughs> it was good it was good so i was out at dice for a little bit last yeah. week which is uh uh was kind of a, a wonderful place to be it was good to be around people but not too many people uh, i had forgotten yeah. how much walking is involved at these things and mm -hmm. so my legs were not ready i have had like a pandemic full of not exercising a super <laughs> a lot a mess. <laughs> so my legs were mad at me but that's okay <laughs> Did not even think about Sifu. I'm not not gonna lie. Just just out of my mind. I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to like look up the ending or something because I, I really doubt I'm gonna finish it at this point. But what? Don't give up on me. Don't you give up on okay. me? All right. <laughs> if my TV survives, I might finish it. That's like that's always the caveat with that game. But no, it was fun. Uh, spent my weekend just kind of recovering. However, Ryan. We have a very special guest, somebody that we're excited to welcome back. It has been yes. way too long. The CEO and founder of Code Coven, Tara Mustafa, is back. Tara, how have you been? Oh, well, I've been good. Thank you. And it's really great to be back. Um, yeah, I'm feeling that on the, on the backlog of games because I think I got in 20 minutes of uh, Horizon and then 20 minutes of Elden Ring and then the rest of my life is in spreadsheets. So um, I'm just in awe of you guys. I'm going to have to li live vicariously through you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we will We will play all the games for you and, and send you email updates on how it's going. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, I, I I've got to I've got to throw this. We're we're super excited to have you back on. Thank you so much for coming back, Tara. And, and we're going to talk about it here in a second. Uh, but first, I, I got to let Lucas drop this because I know this was a huge bombshell when it came down. Lucas, lay it on us, brother. <laughs> okay, 
I'm going to be honest with you because Sunday was Pokemon Day and I almost yes. didn't really follow the announcements live because I figured we just got Legends. So, right. I mean, what could they announce? What could they announce? It should just be a nice little light update and that kind of stuff. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they announced the Gen 9 games, Scarlet and Violet. And not only that, it's coming out this year. Dude, insane. And based on the description of, of what they were saying, this one should be fully open world. So, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, like Pokemon has been on fire on the Switch and it's just continuing. Like this, I can't believe we're going to get two games in one year of, of this magnitude. Like, like I'm still playing Legends and now we're going to get Gen 9 this holiday season like oh oh ryan on cloud nine i'm on cloud nine <laughs> i love how aggressive they've been uh especially with uh pokemon like they are they are giving people what they want on a pretty consistent basis not only that but like what kind of news like th- that's what i love about not only nintendo but just like a company like this too that that's uh this is uh is it uh who does uh pokemon it a uh, game freak Game Freak, okay. Um, you know, for them, they'd be like, oh, by the way, you know, we've got this major drop uh, and it's coming later this year. I'm sorry, excuse me? Like, usually you get an announcement like that and they're like, maybe in the way off future, we've got something really sweet for you. They're like, no, we've been working on this, guys. This is ready to ship. Here it is. Like, this is an amazing news. Not only that, but you had Pokemon Day. Like, this only makes me jealous as as a Zelda fan. It's like, look, dude, like, this is the kind of stuff you guys should have been doing. Like, I would like I would have I would have been as appreciative, um, you know, if they did some things uh for Zelda like this, but this is just so much content and and they are taking full advantage of this next gen and they are diving and jumping in deep we get our first taste with legends and then they're gonna they're gonna back that up with with uh uh uh, with scarlet and 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 violet Mm -hmm. like again the naming conventions i'm still not i i don't understand naming like diamond and moon and and ruby and emerald (laughs) i'm just like man but this is fantastic news this is fantastic news tara are you are you a fan of pokemon you know what? I am. I just never have the time. But and this is yeah. the thing. Like I am just so in awe that they still managed to take me by surprise. Right. And it kind of reconnects with that feeling of oh my god, there's something new coming out. I'm really excited for this. Um, but I can tell you, just like the entire Code Coven team. I mean, it's a wonder that everybody's going to show up at work. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, look at those starters. They look so cute. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and, insane. And I will say this because I seriously doubt we're gonna get both of these games this year. Now, however, as of today, we are still scheduled to get not only Scarlet and Violet but Breath of the Wild too. If they hold to this and they both come out this year, Nintendo just mm-hmm. wins the holiday season. Yeah, I mean, I I think that is that would be without a doubt. Um, you know that do, do we know? I can't remember. I know they said that Breath of the Wild two supposed to come out this year, but there hasn't been like an official date set for that. Correct? Nope. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, I mean, why not? 
Nintendo Nintendo will do this. Like, I feel like Nintendo's like, look, dude, you want that spice? You want that heat? We're going to give it all to you right now. Boom, here it is. I could totally see them both coming out. And I guess it would, it would depend, too, on, you know, when they plan on releasing this. Because, I mean, if this were to come out, let's say late summer, early fall, I could see that and then dropping during the holiday season, dropping that Breath of the Wild too. I mean, that's totally, I, I think that's totally doable. It, you know what I mean? Like And like you're saying, dude, like it would only build off of that momentum of like, oh, snap, they gave us Scarlet and Violet and then we got Breath of the Wild too here in a couple of months. Let's go. I mean, that's perfect combo to me. I, th- I think <laughs> like if if the release dates hold, Nintendo has a sneakily great year because they're doing mm-hmm. a major update to Mario Kart 8. You've got Splatoon right. 3. You've got Fire Emblem coming back with Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, you've mm-hmm. got some fan favorites like Advance Wars. Like secret, like kind of like under the radar, their year this year is stacked if you're a Nintendo fan. Like every franchise that you love as a Nintendo fan, it's, it's like it's coming this year. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is, it's absolutely incredible uh, that they're, you know, just kind of seeing their plans come in and being being laid out. Because, I mean, it was only, what, last month or earlier this month that um, that we got the first Nintendo Direct. So it was like, we got all those spicy, the spicy JRPGs. And like you're saying, some classics coming back. We got the Mario Kart news, uh, which I think is absolutely, like, that's the one that I'm super pumped for. I've been saying this for years. Like, well, why don't, I don't understand why they don't just build within the infrastructure they already have of, of the game instead of making a new one. And it's good to see that they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to be dropping like 64 tracks or 42 or whatever it is uh, onto you throughout the year. We're going to build it directly into the game. It's like, yes, beautiful. Take my money. Um, And, 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 you know, I I think there's also deals, too. But no, there's not deals. Is there deals if you have like the family pack or like the the um, I can't remember exactly you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I don't. I don't know the de- details. If you got their expanded online thing, I, I think there is, but I don't know what the details are. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's fantastic. They're making. They're making. You know, it, it's not even like they already have a solid system out and, and they are putting out games. We got Mario Strikers coming out as well. Like, you're right. This this whole year so far, what we know of right now is spicy. It's like, who knows what's sitting behind the curtain, you know, waiting for them to drop on us on a different direct or, or just out of nowhere because they'll do that. They'll just be like, oh, yeah, by the way, guys. This is coming out. <laughs> it's coming out in a week. <laughs> it's like, what, when, how? How do you do this? <laughs> and there's the new sports game as well. Right? So yeah, exactly. We can be ready yes. for Dice next year because <laughs> you know, yes. we practiced at our. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. I remember the, the Wii bowling and oh, yes. all that stuff. So it's like it's good to see the Wii or not the Wii Sports. I'm sorry. The 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 what what are they? I don't even remember what they're calling Switch it. Sports. The Switch Sports. Or, yeah, yeah. Switch I think Sports. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of fun. But yeah, dude, what a, what a great announcement. What a what a great opportunity uh, as well. Just with the with the uh, uh, Pokemon Day, you know, dropping and then they're like, by the way. There's more. We got more. It's just like, oh, it's like that's that's very exciting, especially for for Pokemon fans. So I, I saw a bunch of people getting geeked out and and freaking out about that. So that was awesome. Very awesome to see. Good on them. Good on them. Exactly. Uh, and, and probably less uh, 
happy news if you're a fan of Horizon here. And now, Ryan, I know that you said you were you were diving into Horizon a little bit, mm-hmm. but Horizon kind of ran into another juggernaut. And if, if you'll remember, we had talked about this before, but when the first Horizon came out, it kind of ran into Breath of the Wild, which mm-hmm. I always felt kind of bad because Breath of the Wild was kind of one of those generation-defining games. Based on the reception I'm seeing for Elden Ring, I think it's happened again. I think Horizon ran into another generation-defining game because Elden Ring is getting perfect scores like across the board from almost every outlet I'm seeing. And first of all, I do want to play Elden Ring at some point. I haven't yet. But Ryan, is Horizon just an unlucky series with their release dates? I mean, you know, for me... I, and I understand that, but if you if you Horizon is such a good game though, it's got a, an amazing story, graphics are amazing on it, everything about that game is amazing. And to me, Elden Ring may you know this is not my type of game. I've said it, I'm not, I'll never shy away from it. I tried. My brother got me uh, Dark Souls two. I played like an hour of it, and I was like, nope. This is not for me. <laughs> I won't even look at those games. So this, I have zero interest in this game. However, I will appreciate the fact that people that do enjoy that this type of game, it do enjoy those challenges, all that stuff that this, my understanding that this is a beautifully and well-crafted game, everything about it. And it is well-deserving of the accolades that it is getting. And it looks gorgeous. Like this is a game that I will enjoy watching people play. I won't enjoy playing it, but I can enjoy watching people play because I don't have to personally suffer that punishment. (laughs) (laughs) So that being said, I, 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 I don't, I don't know how much weight, it'll have because i think i feel like this type of game is a little more niche than say a breath of the wild so i i don't know if it'll hold as much leverage to because it won't even regardless of the of the uh the accolades that it's getting um it's not going to be enough to convince me to be like you know what i need to i need to take some money and buy this game so it can sit there and you know Collect, collect that digital dust as I don't play it. I'm not going to let it happen. I'm not going to let the <laughs> hype get me. Not this time. I've been working on that. So, you know, <laughs> so terrible. So, but I, I love the fact that people are enjoying this game and it, I have been watching people play and it looks, you know, it looks like it would be fun for, for them. Uh, not for me, but um, I mean, it's gorgeous and it plays exactly how you think it would play. I, I think there's been a few uh, minor bumps here and there. I've, I've seen people talking about it a little bit on, on Twitter. Um, but for the most part, what I'm hearing is that this game is, is phenomenal. So I'm excited. I'm excited for my friends that are excited. <laughs> there, there is one of us three that has spent some time with Elden Ring. Tara, Tara, what were your initial early impressions of it? Oh, well, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean it was. It's a strange. It's it's not a strange one, but you know, it's funny because I love Horizon just like you. And for me, I was so excited about Horizon coming out. But mm-hmm. I want to make sure. And I played probably about twenty minutes of it when it recently came out. And I'm just like, you know what? I need. I need to set a scene for this. I need a really good TV. I need a couple of hours. I just mm-hmm. want to immerse myself in this. So I haven't gotten back into it. But of course, I did pick up Elden Ring. And I didn't think it would be my type of game. That being said, I've completed Bloodborne. 100%ed it. 
Mm-hmm. Great experience. I was hooked, and I don't understand why, because it's not my type of game. I went to play Dark Souls 3, and I couldn't get past the first mob. Like, not even the Oof. boss, just the first you know, first enemy <laughs> fight. So I'm sitting there looking at Elden Ring going, am I just paying, what, 80 bucks or whatever for 15 minutes of pain and torture? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, putting that aside, so I, I did, I did, um, I did have the sacrifice there. And I went in and <laughs> I was, it's enjoyable. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's not that, that much of a blocker like Dark Souls 3 was for me. And it is just stunning all the time. And I love the way you get all of these random social notes and that's carried on through, you know, like Twitter and the memes and stuff like that. But it is just breathtaking to to look at and enjoy. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting back into it. But it feels to me like it's not, you know, like Horizon where I want to just sit down and really enjoy for a couple of hours. Like I can jump kind of in and out of it. As much mm-hmm. as my runs last, because I die a lot. So let's just let's just establish <laughs> that straight up. <laughs> Baby steps, though, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's what I've I've kind of heard it described as like a a hybrid, um, like between like the the Soul series and like a Breath of the Wild. Uh, which I thought is a, it was pretty interesting. I was like, all right, dude, it's like that kind of, you know, that, that would pique my interest more than the just straight pain. I don't even know, you know, like I just couldn't like this game, like this, I just can't, I, you know, maybe I can, maybe I can't, I was younger when I first played it. So like, I don't know that I had the maturity and patience like I do uh, more so today. Not that I still, I still, that's always a a area to work on. Um, But, you know, I might have, I feel like I might have a different experience uh, trying it out now than I would, than I did in the past. But I just, there's just not a real big desire. And there's so many other games out right now that I'm currently working through. It's like, when would I really put the time in to do it? But I know that this was huge on people's uh, people's radars and and a game that people have been talking about uh, for a while. So I'm, I'm glad that it's, it, it is getting the, uh, the acclaim and, and it's, it was built or built, built well and people are enjoying the experience. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Uh, I, you know what? I'm still going to say Sifu probably still scarred me. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a rage gamer. I'm, I'm going to admit that. There are games that just get me angry. And <laughs> I feel like Elden Ring should go either way. Like, either I'd get into it or I'd be wanting to, like, have to relieve some stress, <laughs> like, outside. Mm-hmm. Away away from my TV. kind of rage. <laughs> See, yeah, exactly. It's like I don't, I don't play games to rage out. Like I'm not trying to do all that. Like if, if, if that, if that is occurring, then I'm not having a good time, and I'm probably not. And I'm just like, all right, I'm done with this game. I'm over it. I know, I know when, when, when it's time to to wave the white flag and say uh, it's a wrap. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good on them though. I'm glad. I'm glad it's a it's a solid game. So that is that is good stuff. Um, you know, what? let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with Tara talking all the things she's doing. We'll be right back, guys.
Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to the short messages. And now comes the real fun part of the episode. And we already know that Code Coven does so much amazing work in helping to train and educate uh, marginalized and underrepresented game developers. And Tara, I know that you guys have some new uh, stuff coming up, some new courses and whatnot. So do you want to start by telling us what's, uh, what's coming up here? Yeah. So, I mean, thank you again for having me. It's uh, it's been a really <laughs> wild 2022 already. It is 2022, right? <laughs> um, <but yeah. laughs> I've been saying it's 2023 since last year, so I'm very confused at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, we've got a lot, a lot planned out. So uh, like yesterday, we actually just announced um, our first ever uh, Sparks class. And what the Sparks classes are are intensives that are based around a specific topic. So our very first one is around level design. It's a fundamental of level design where you already have to have a little bit of experience, but it's the perfect class for people who want to upskill or transition from another role in game development into get into level design um, mm-hmm. and to get familiar with the tool. And it's a, a three-week course with 12 in-class hours, and it's led by our amazing curriculum director, um, Francesca Carletto leon And Francesca, I mean, she's a game developer in her, her own right. Um, she also runs this amazing project called the Cartomancy Project, which has brought 70 developers from all around the world to work on this anthology project. And she'll be teaching the class along with um, some guest speakers. And it's going to be really exciting to see everybody come together um, and be a part of this this intensive sort of cohort. So that's the big thing right now. And then we're also really excited to say that uh, next week, we've got our very first intro to game making with Unreal Engine uh, cohort starting. So, yeah, it's been a big, uh, big first quarter for us at Code Coven. And, you know, let me ask, is there what made you guys decide that these were going to be, you know, that you guys were going to lead with this with the game design and and or the level design? I'm sorry. And the uh, uh, game intro to game making. Like, was there something that you were hearing from the community or or what was the inspiration behind that? Yeah, well, I mean, we're trying to solve. So as you probably know you most likely know there's a huge problem with uh, diversity and representation in the games industry mm-hmm. and you know with my background I've been a game designer for about 18 years I've worked AAA indie you name it <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've worked on that and you know through through my experience that I, I saw that there's a huge pipeline problem that we have to solve so there's a, an amazing ask of people wanting to know how to get into the industry what are those initial tools and mm-hmm. whether it's unity or uh, unreal or any of these engines like there's so many out there that are free but it's right. how do you take that and then translate that into getting into the games industry developing that portfolio and getting your foot in the door and that's what the intro to game making courses is really about and that design thinking and you know, getting to know exactly what all of these different roles are within the industry. Because a lot of people, you know, coming in will think, oh, well, it's art, design, engineering, and pr- production. Mm-hmm. There's so many nuances within that and even beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. And then further to that, we're just like, okay, so if we get people coming into the games industry, how do we make sure that they're staying there? And so right. it's by removing these barriers and barriers mm-hmm. <laughs> that we get to, you know, having more people, underrepresented people, or the global majority in leadership positions. And that's really what our goal is, you know? So step by step. <laughs> exactly. 
you know, as as you guys have continued to evolve and grow there, what what, what have you seen? Like, what sort of feedback are you getting, and and how have you been able to fine tune things to make sure that you're meeting uh, what your community is uh, seeing as their biggest challenges that they want to tackle? Yeah, well, I think the big thing is um, it's everybody loves you know what we we develop and is core to Code Coven is the community and mm-hmm. the and like building confidence and that's done through a system that you know every one of our programs whether you're an instructor a mentor from the industry or um, one of the students you have to sign an MNDA and everybody knows that whatever they share in this community is for this community and because we provide that confidence and that little circle of trust people can then ask anything they want to without judgment you know um, mm-hmm. And they're just free without that expectation. And then everybody that we align them with in terms of networking is somebody who's either experienced what they have as a lived experience or something similar and is going to champion their path through. So they appreciate that. And like a lot of the, you know, we try and have as much one-on-one time and curate the courses so that they're really specific to what the cohort is looking for. So no two courses are exactly the same because we have different guest lecturers come in depending on their student needs. So it's really, really focused. But, you know, what we're seeing is that if we can focus on like optimizing sort of like, this is very developer talk of me, optimizing our back end more <laughs> mm-hmm. and the structure and those processes, the team can then focus on giving that one-on-one time to the, co- the students and the people who interact with us. Right. And that's where our focus and love really wants to go. So no, it's really exciting because what we are now seeing after, you know, sort of sowing the seeds in the last year or two years are those people being placed in, in jobs or starting their own studios. Like, for mm-hmm. example, last year we had the summer program with Facebook Gaming and one of the teams that participated in this accelerator we ran, um, incubator program, um, have just actually made their studio, their team, a real entity, a business entity. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, Mundane Magic with two Cs. So I'll, I'll give them a little shout there. But <laughs> so proud of them, you know, and seeing that continued growth of, and change. You know, let, let's, uh, if I can be, just be blunt here, the gaming industry is not known for its stability. And, and you know, we do see <clears throat> issues that, that, um, continue to come up in the open right and and i feel like there's always a a conversation that happens there's always the hope that things will change uh and and i mean i have to hope that it is changing uh maybe in ways that we can't see super publicly yet but but this is an industry known for its volatility what do you think is gonna have to happen from organizations like yours to help reach this tipping point where it becomes not only something that's that's uh, safe for people to get into, but uh, an industry that they don't get burnt out of, or they they want to stay in, and they don't feel like, you know, there's too much stress that's kind of forcing them out of it. Yeah, that's a great question. I wish I had definitely had the answers. I mean, I think it whole it's it's interesting with all of the sort of recent news and the acquisitions and things like that that have happened, and I think mm-hmm. accountability is a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you know the studios recognizing that every person on their team can bring some, there's, there's not just a number, right? That, you know, you can't in a way, 
I know there's this theory, you have a team of artists, you can't just, you can just replace one with another one or another engineer. Everybody works differently and they bring something unique to the table. And it's recognizing those individuals, you know, and what they bring. And in order for them to thrive, how do you create an ecosystem that allows for that to happen? Now, the funny thing is, is like as an industry, like we rebuild these systems all the time. We do it for new consoles, new interfaces, new systems, new mechanics, everything. So why can't we do it for how we work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's really exciting is, you know, it's, it's bittersweet talking about uh, COVID and the pandemic, but seeing uh, so many people around the world having the opportunity to now participate and work at these studios and have doors opening and then influence because they're being promoted to senior um, positions or they're talking about things that they've experienced that we don't think about and we take for granted is starting to just shift ev- shift the, the whole landscape. And so it's slow, but I think it's really starting to gain momentum right now. Yeah, I, I think you're you're absolutely correct on that. I definitely feel that there's a shift, especially with some of the major uh, uh, just press and and uh, things that have come to light that's been going on that people have known has been going on that is that are within the industry, but it's gotten a lot more light now. Uh, as far as like, whoa, like you can't do this. This is this is not good business practice. This is. Some of this is illegal, um, you know, and it's crazy to think, too. And I, I think that's where there's there's always this. I feel like there's this marriage of of, you know, the the art, the the games and the love of it. But then there's also the business side. And, and it's so easy to forget about that business side. And and the two are I feel like they're getting you know, they're they're they've always been intertwined. I feel like more and more people are seeing, though, just like, wait a second, like, there's the, the gaming side of it, but the business side of it is super shady or there's, you know, crazy things going on or it's it's it's, you know, that that yeah. that the good old club. And it's like, look, man, there's a lot more people. There is a generational change that is happening. You know, I, I remember when I was the, the young guy and just like, oh, everything is new and shiny. And, and and now it's just like it's like, wait a second, like what these people are doing is not right. That's not how it works. And, you know, I couldn't imagine something like that happening at a, a typical, uh, I'll say that in quotation mark, uh, uh, nine to five job. So it's so important, I, I feel, that, that uh, uh, you know, organizations like Code Coven is, is so integral into the change, the overall change of that mentality of, of especially under, under uh, represented uh, individuals. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly it. It's like almost it feels like sometimes this industry and I love it. You know, like I love being ga- in games. I've always loved working in games. But mm-hmm. it kind of feeds off of your passion and I don't want to your innocence almost like you're so excited to be working in this industry. But hold on, <laughs> let me just siphon that energy out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <sighs> It sounds kind of like we're describing Dementors from Harry Potter, by the way. <laughs> I wonder where and that there it is. No, I think, you know, when people 
decide that they want to get into this industry. I, I think that sometimes it's easy to get super overwhelmed. Like they see the top of the mountain and they're at the bottom. They think, oh my goodness, how am I ever going to scale this mountain? What would you tell people who are, are like just getting in, but they feel like, you know, they don't have a background yet. They they want to try it, but they just feel overwhelmed. What would you tell them when it, when they look to, to a place like Code Coven to maybe get their feet wet and see what what's possible? Yeah, just come and take our course. <laughs> no. um i think it's um you know it's i think telling them like one of the things you know we run a lot of um uh scholarships programs and you know very excitingly like the intro to game making with unreal is completely um funded and by a grant from from unreal and their diversity fund and equally we'll be announcing one um soon uh with unity so very excited for that nice. but you know, it's, it's with great help from these organizations that we're able to do that. But one of the things that we look for, for example, for the scholarship applications is tell us why you want to work in games. What is and show us that passion, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and then we'll dementor it out of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but it is completely doable because this is the thing. So many people in the games industry, even from my, you know, when I entered 18 years ago, I ended up getting two diplomas in uh, video games, uh, as you could with the very first courses in schools then. But before mm-hmm. that, you know, everybody pretty much that I knew who was working at like, you know, EA and I was based in Vancouver then and, and other studios were like, oh yeah, well, I met this guy and he came into EB Games and I was working in the game store then and we got talking about games and he's like, why don't you come and work in my game studio? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So there doesn't necessarily be need to be that formal academic training. It is showing that sort of critical thinking about games or whatever facet of games you want to be in, developing that research, networking with people, asking questions, showing, I think, that spirit of curiosity. Mm -hmm. And then there are so many free resources and support networks out there, so many great discords that are out there. And I think, you know, there's so many people that are like us, you know, the type of people who are just like, how can I help? You know, Mm -hmm. and by us, I mean, you know, including you guys as well, you know, it's just, it's not, oh, well, what am I going to do for, you know, what are you going to do for me if I do this for you? It's, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, how do we collectively, yeah, lift each other up, you know, and, and make these doorways open, keep these doorways open. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tara, again, tell us where, where can people go and sign up for the courses, find out more information? Yeah. So the best place to go is our Twitter which is uh, code underscore coven, C-O-V-E-N. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we keep everything most up to date. Um, our website is terribly out of date, looking for a website developer. Hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got, um, so Sparks is up there, which is you just enroll via an Eventbrite. Um, and then uh, we've, we're going to be opening applications for our new programs in the next few weeks. So that's where it's going to be published, um, as well as we have a fantastic Discord server and Discord community that is for, lo- we've got loads of developers in there, um, loads of students, participants, and it's just a great, wholesome community that are looking to uplift each other. So um, keep an eye on that. Yeah we've got a lot coming up this year it's really really exciting 
Love it. Thank you so much again for for coming on and everything, uh, you know, the organization is doing. It's absolutely fantastic. And we're excited to see, you know, as you guys continue evolving and and offering more courses, this is definitely stuff that, you know, our listeners and viewers, you guys, if you're interested in it, this is a good place to start. Make sure you check it out. Thank you so much for coming on, Tara. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. All right, Lucas, what do you got going on? I know uh, uh, there was some there was some news from a previous guest uh, as well, correct? Yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to Dave Thompson, who's making that game Astro Arena, a local yes. guy out here in Las Vegas. And so he has teamed up with all local artists uh, to crowdfund the game. And so they're they're starting to release some NFTs. Uh, so all local artists, all the proceeds will go back into this game. Uh, you can follow him at Changing Vegas is his handle on Twitter. Uh, so just wanted to give him a quick shout out. Um, I think it's pretty cool that he's working and keeping this uh, a completely local project uh, and, mm-hmm. and teaming up with the uh, our artistic community out here. I think that's a pretty cool development there. Yeah. Um, but this weekend, hopefully some more Horizon, uh, probably some more yeah. Legends now that I'm in the mood again, now that they got me pumped. And uh, no Sifu, though. I'm, I'm going to pre- be pretty confident in saying that. What about you, Ryan? What are you up to this weekend? Uh, I've got a, I've got a grind Forbidden West hard. We've got a, for the uh, game cast, we're supposed to be recording a spoiler cast for Horizon. So there's no way I'm going to be able to finish it in time. But I'm going to try to play as much of it as I can. Not to mention, day one raid for Destiny 2 comes out this weekend, this uh, uh, Saturday morning it's dropping so I am on a day one raid team this is going to be my first time so I am I am very excited about that I usually watch the runs because they, they used to be on Tuesdays on a weekly reset and they moved them over to Saturdays I was like yes I can actually do it I am I am leveled up I am ready to go so so that's what my sites are going to be set on day one raid and and Forbidden West That those are the plans <laughs> It should be good. But thank you guys so much for joining us. Again, don't forget to check us out on tweeters at Land Parties Pod, at Lucas Haggett, or at Smitty2447. Thank you guys again so much for joining us. We hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. And you know what it is. We love your faces. Let's go.